It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Process the bottom line. With Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. He's back! Yes, I am. <laughs> Are we talking about the TV being collected? What time are we going to be speedy? Back, back on being blank again. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome, less wrestling fans out there. You're listening and watching us here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Off the Mat, the only wrestling talk show right here on WWSRN. Joining you every Friday from 5.30 to 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, a lot to get to tonight. Alex Lowe's, he is not here. Lyle and myself will be taking charge of the show. And of course, Speedy PD on the board, producing as well. And of course, I'll introduce my co-host, Mr. Lyle Gillen. How you doing, man? I am doing wonderful. It's really exciting to have the original duo, the original tag team, yep. the founders of Takedown Breakdown, Don't once again it. back. On this show. That's right. That's right. And of course, we've got to thank BEPD as well for producing, helping out as always. Remember, you could check out our show. It's very simple and it's free as well. If you have an iPhone, go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store, type in Worldwide Sports. You can also call us at 203-903-8271. 203-903-8271. You can check us out on the app as well. You download it. Check out all of our show content, our show schedules, our articles that us here at the network, we write different topics, different things. Um, if you have any clips or you want to rewatch an episode, you can do that as well. Also, if you are driving, you can listen to us on the audio feed. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, everything. Also, check us out on Worldwide Sports radio.com we also have the website um and everything of that sorts um <laughs> we'll um we're gonna get to the seth rollins roman Reigns stuff a little bit later we're gonna get to some AEW talk later we're gonna get to some impact ring of honor stuff going on we're gonna get to an article that was very interesting that it did come out about tri- involving triple h but we'll talk about that a little bit later and of course mickey james and her involvement in the Royal Rumble and all that. But of course, we need to start with the big, massive elephant in the room. And that is what came out this past week, where lawsuits were being filed back and forth. It's it's just it's just craziness going on. It's something that I never thought I'd see another wrestling company do, but they did do it. Now is MLW filing a lawsuit against WWE pretty much for... Essentially, in simple terms, how they treat the wrestlers. They sign wrestlers, and then they release them, and it's just very unfair how they treat talent. Um, I know Lyle wants to get into this a little more specific. I figured I'd explain. If you've never seen The Office, 
Um, when Michael Scott asks, um, I forget, um, he asks Oscar, the accountant, how to do something. And he goes, okay, now explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. That's essentially what I was trying, I was trying to explain to simpler terms, but Lyle's going to dive a little bit deeper into the whole situation. He's been keeping a lot of tabs on it. So Lyle, the floor is yours. I'm actually going to go on Twitter right now and try and actually retweet our show right now on the off the mat page. So go for it. Surely. Okay. So pretty much, um, they filed an antitrust lawsuit against WWE for attempting a monopoly. What they are claiming WWE did is, now, one real member, while back, Sean Rossap reported that MLW was in an agreement with Fox's streaming service, Tubi, I believe it's called. Really quick, not to cut you up, but by the way, Sean Ross is a very one of the most legit sources out there. Usually what he says is very true. But go on. His report was that the day before they were supposed to announce it, WWE pressured Fox into dropping that agreement with MLW. And as we know now, MLW does not have an agreement with Tubi. So they did. Well, when MLW was trying to get onto Vice TV, they contacted Vice after it was announced that Vince McMahon was not happy and wanted them to drop MLW. Now, Vice then went to MLW uh, Court Power and told them that that's an antitrust violation. And so now they are suing WWE for attempting a monopoly on the wrestling industry. Which, they could win this all they want. But, in my opinion, they ha- have been the sole major company for so long that, in a lot of people's minds, it's already a monopoly. No matter what anyone else does, because they've been around for so long, they do have that stranglehold where they can kind of try and manipulate people. And there's enough people out there that they're going to listen to that manipulation. Because that's what they do. They, they did it to AEW a bunch of times. They tried to manipulate the fan base. Just their strategy when it comes to other wrestling companies. And some people are just so numb to it. And I know there are people that are watching it right now going, oh, well, why would they care about MLW? Because that's what WWE does. They have this fear of another company getting big and growing. It's just it's something wrong with Vince McMahon. And I, I don't know. We haven't had Discovery yet. For you people who don't know what that is, that is a uh, part of a lawsuit essentially where they share all the evidence and they do testimonies and that's before you get to the courtroom. And generally when there's a settlement, it's after discovery. When a team is there and they see all the evidence and they see everything, they have an idea where it's it's going to go. If they know, okay, yeah, we're fucked. They're going to go and they're going to try and get a settlement. And I don't know if we'll get to that point, but what WWE's strategy is going to be is to stall, 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 and hopefully MLW runs out of money. But what's probably going to happen is they'll get to Discovery and they will settle. Hopefully not. Hopefully they get to a court and MLW wins because that would be monumental um, and it would be very healthy for the wrestling industry. But, uh, yeah, WWE's practices of trying to stomp on every other promotion and treat them like they're beneath them, that needs to change. And hopefully this is a step in that direction. So I, so I made a mistake, and I thought it also involved how they treat superstars, and they also are being... Um, really what what you're thinking of is... 
part of it is how they try and are trying to uh, um, how they're treating MLW talent, how they're trying to pick them and convince them to leave their uh, their yeah, contracts. Yeah. So that's part of it. That has nothing to do with how what WWE does with releasing talent. It's nothing to do with that. It's how what WWE is doing to try and to MLW talent, trying to get them to want to get out of their contracts to join them. Um, now, I've never heard that. I haven't heard that. If MLW is claiming that and they have proof of it, that's that's a big a big deal. Okay, so I made a mistake. So then I made a mistake in reading it. Then I was trying to, I guess, read it. Sure, and that, actually, that's going to lead into our conversation we have a little bit later on with Triple H. Now he was told to do something by the WWE in regards to uh, the G One Supercard Show, which we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. But it actually segues into. Again, the manipulation that WWE has on tries to have on other promotions and other companies, um, and everything of that sort. And the only thing is, and I could say this is Vince McMahon has been known that when he does get sued by anything, whether it's deaths with steroids, with anything, because he has such a good law team, and you, you have to remember, Vince McMahon is pretty much he's a, he's a billionaire, so he can afford to whatever he what he wants, he's going to get the best law. Team after, and it's like you said, Lyle, that they're hoping their hope is from WWE uh, from um, is that MOW is eventually going to just run out of money, be done with the court dates, and say, Okay, we're done, we're tapped out, we can't afford this anymore, you know. Because I mean, we're not going to deny this, let's be real. MOW, in regards to a promotion, uh, a pay scale, as regards to how much it's worth, is here, and WWE is a global empire. We don't know what their contract is with Vice TV. Well, it's not, but I'm saying no. I don't, I'm saying no. I'm, in regards to how much a company's worth, though, WWE's worth a lot more than MOW. Yes, very much. I mean, I mean, WWE. Forget WWE being a wrestling company. I mean, they're on the. They're, I mean, they're they're in the. They're not a, They're not a wrestling company anymore. They're an entertainment company. They're an entertainment company. They're, 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 there's a difference. They're, they're, they're in, not in the same. They're in they the New York Stock Exchange. They're, they're, they're they make movies. Brand. They make movies. They make uh, they make reality TV shows. They do so many different things that are not just wrestling. It, it's just a different type of company that they are. No, I mean it's a matter of, like I said, they're in the New York Stock Exchange. They're a global empire. This is what WWE is. Um, I am curious to see how MOW is going to be able to keep up with it. Listen, I'm intrigued by this whole thing. This is something that very rarely happens. Nobody usually has the balls to go to its own court with Vince or his, or his brand. Because it's, again, one, it's, a lot of it is just the legal fees. Do you think Tony Khan could help out Court Bauer to try and, uh, if he needs money for this? You know, it's not a bad idea because think about what Tony Khan, sorry, the Undertaker's calling Oh, oh cameo! Uh, you know, uh, coming in, everybody. <laughs> a lot of money for this one. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because you look at what MLW has produced for AEW, right? Like MJF is arguably the biggest heel in the wrestling business today. He came from MLW. No, but I'm Court Bauer and Tony Khan don't get along. They're not on good terms. So that's the thing. So, but then that's the thing. Like, why would Tony Khan then help Court Bauer? Um, just, just a question. No, 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 no. Oh, listen, it's not a bad question. It's a great question to ask. But my, I think, unless like in maybe an MJF or even like a Brian Pillman Jr. who is from MLW and says to Tony, "Hey, listen, 
this could go a long way. Maybe you want to help out or something like that. I think the chances of it happening are slim to none. Yeah, no, I, I don't think Tony wants to get involved in this. Listen, I think Tony's. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't even think and, yeah. MJF and, and uh, Brian Tony would. Uh, but I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think they have the good best relationship with them either because they were contracted with NLW when they signed with AEW. I mean, that's the thing. So because their contracts were listed, saying that they could they couldn't sign with WWE and and Impact did not mention AEW. So AEW took advantage of that and signed MJF, and they signed Brian Tillman, and that is the reason why they don't get along because they came in and took their talent like that. Yeah, I mean, look, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, Tony's had enough going on as it is in the public eye lately. You know, I I don't know if he really wants to get involved in something like this. That doesn't he doesn't give a shit. He does not give a crap at all. No, I know he might not. He might not. But maybe, and at this point, he might say, "Listen, this doesn't concern me." I don't want to if, be a part of this. If he cared, do you think he would have said what he said about the uh, t- uh, Big Swole interview? I sometimes wonder if Tony has a PR team that maybe he might need sometimes. No, I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think he's fine. I think people are, are too dramatic on social media. Well, I mean, look, we had – we had um, who do we have on last week? We had – Yeah, Tisha we had on last week, and everybody had a different opinion on it. Um, and we like, all I, – I, I think what he said about um, – Swole. Oh uh, yeah, saying she wasn't good. That was uncalled for. But I, I, I don't know if he was drunk because it was uh, on New Year's Eve. No, I think it was. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. I don't know if um he uh um just was upset about it. But the part about not having diversity, I I don't agree with that. I think their pro- AEW's problem, and it could be a little bit of an illusion, is that they their main event scene is the only part that's not diverse. Everywhere else is very diverse. You look through it. Women's division, the first. Women's champion was uh, Riho. Second one was Nyla Rose. She's black, Spanish, and transgender. And then the third one was Asian. And now and we have the first, the first white TBS champion. Huh? TBS okay. now TBS champion is is uh, Jade Cargill, black. Which, by the way, I will say this about Jade: she needs a lot of work on her talent. She's um, she got the. We'll talk later about her. I, I'm intrigued by her, but she has a lot to work on. And then you have the tag division. There was. Uh, now that they had very long title reigns besides um, SCU with that first champ for one of the first tag team champions was Scorpio Sky. Um, after that, it was Kenny and Hangman, Hangman. Uh, FTR the Bucks, and then it was uh, the Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. So they have had um, some diversity. Then you have the TNT title, which now te- technically Sammy Guevara, who people don't talk about as much, but He's he's uh, Cuban American. He's he's a minority, so he that's also more diversity. He falls under that under that branch. Um, the only real area I would say is the main event scene. And if if you think about it, I don't think it's a they're not wanting to be diverse. It's just they are trying to build that title to be prestigious and. That's why everyone who has had it has had a very long reign. Kenny Omega had like a one year title reign. Um, so did Moxley. Jericho had a. Had a they don't believe in paper champion. That's what it is. They, well, not, it's not that. Just if, at the beginning, you're having paper champions, it, it kind of wears down the title. Um, they want it to be more of the IWGP title, that it's going to be longer title reigns. Uh, they don't want it to be like how the WWE title is, where it'll be long title reign for them is, is three months. Like what Big E just had, that's a long title reign for them. 
It's just they're not they're trying to make build something. And it's it's just different. And you look at young talent that they are bringing up, it it's the same pattern. I, I mentioned this last week. You had Darby, and it's the first guy who came in who got the initial push. They got past that wave. Then it was guys who came in afterwards. Powerhouse Hobbs, Dante Martin. Those guys are getting their push, but it's based off who came in first. They had to um, earn their way around, uh, and which, which, which is fine. That's how it should be. I don't think anyone should get into a company and immediately get promoted. Um, which is it's the same thing in life. If you started at a company and a month later you're promoted all the way to the top, unless you were like an established big name teacher coming into your high into your school, that's not normal. You have to earn your way wherever you go. And which is why I'm okay with them taking them in and them earning their the way and taking a little bit and then building them up and making them bigger name account. Now look at Powerhouse Hobbs. He's doing great. Maxwell him and Dante Martin was good. They built them up very well. I think they're the next one to get pushed really up there. I don't think they have a diversity issue. It's a um maybe more so what she said where it's a structural structural issue. Because every segment has someone who's in that main event cluster, so it does look and appear like they have a diversity issue. So I would agree that it's a structural issue, not a diversity issue. Because every segment they're structuring to have somebody who is a big name in it and a draw, and unfortunately that main event cluster is where there is a diversity issue in that one part. I think if they took other guys in the main event, uh, sorry, the mid-card, the tag team, and the women's division gave them more time, which is probably one of the biggest complaints about AEW, and it's fair, that those parts of their roster don't get enough time. If they gave them more time on Dynamite, I don't think the complaint about diversity would be around as much. But then you're going to have the people who are going to complain, oh, well, now you don't have um, Brian Danielson and CM Punk getting as much time. They're wasting them, blah, 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 blah. So they're kind of in a rut or in, in a place where uh, it's it's tough for them. They have to pick one, and I think that's why it's a good thing why they have a red page. But they're trying to uh, trying to balance it, and I think they've done a good job. But uh, really, really quick, uh, Christopher Brown says, um, and I want to get to this a little bit later. It is a great topic, and I, I'm surprised I didn't say anything about it. That's on me. He said, "Hey guys, something I read this morning that may be a little bit of a surprise to you if you haven't heard it yourselves yet. It's being said in some circles that Corey Graves." Has been medically cleared since 20, which is awesome, by the way. I'm very glad that he has been medically cleared. Good for mm-hmm. him. Seriously, the guy's been through so much in his life. If you never saw the ESPN E60 special about him, it's a very tr- traumatic, tumultuous life that he has lived since he had the concussions. Um, Graves has been medically cleared since 2020, and his brief flirtation with the 24-7 title may be a dry run as a possible surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble, which would be kind of cool. Um, that's me saying kind of cool person. If he's good enough to do a match, I want to see him in a pre-show on a night one or two mania match against Pat McAfee. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Entertaining. I can okay, great. You know why? I, I will say this, and, and we'll get to Corey Graves a little bit later, but it is awesome that he – if you think about Corey Graves, you got to remember, he was a very underrated superstar when he was in NXT. I mean, he was a tag team champion with um, – who's uh, known as Pac. He was Neville at the time. He was tag team champions with him in NXT. Um, and if you never saw the Corey Gray special on ESPN, it's worth a watch. He's been through so much in his life considering the concussions really made him very depressed. 
and anxious and everything like that. Um, he say what you will, he's one of the better commentators in wrestling today, um, and especially as a heel, he's great as a heel. But um, I think his goal would obviously be to go back in the ring. Um, as far as going back to what you were saying about everything, I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, listen, and we brought it up last week with uh, Tichelle as well. Um, it's a matter of, you know, I know people have their opinions, and, and Tony is allowed to have his opinion because it is his company. It can't tell it came off. It came off like he might have taken the interview the wrong way and took it as a shot because, you know, people say that all the time to him on Twitter and he ignores it. So when one of his talent took it, he probably took that as a shot. And I mean, he like probably said, wasn't happy and, and and spoke out of emotion and he shouldn't have. But... You know, and, and the thing of it is, is just my opinion on it and the way Tony is sometimes with the media sometimes, I think he... I think he... You might have a different opinion. That's totally fine. Agree or disagree, as we always say on here. That's It's allowed. Um, I think Tony needs work with the media. Um, my personal take on it, like, especially, and it, it's kind of interesting. Like, I always see, and again, we were talking about the CM Punk situation, right? When he did the post show after the Chicago, when Punk made his return back to wrestling. And there were like eight or nine random ass different blogs that were asking questions. And CM Punk was like, this is a real blog. You know, like, he didn't believe these are real blogs. You know, it was kind of weird when you look. And, and, and Tony was like, yeah, they're good people. And the, you, you see with the two of them, that was how they were interacting in some of the questions. Um, because there were a lot of, you know, to me, I, I think Tony has a time, at, at times, I think kind of can rub some things the wrong way. But again, he's very new to running a wrestling company. He's very new to it. This is very, he's only been doing it for yeah. a couple years now. He's not, he's not, he's not an expert on this yet. It's going to take a long time for somebody to be an expert at something like this. You're running, you're trying to run an entire brand, which is not easy to do. Not to mention he runs his soccer organization, which we know how that's going. Blech. And he's has somewhat of a title with Jaguars. His dad runs the Jaguars, which we know how that's going. Which is runs in a family. It goes from worse to worse with him. But even when you hear Tony and you and you hear having him having conversations like, and I've always, I, Lyle, I've always showed you this about mm-hmm. it. Like Tony, he's a very, he seems to be a very awkward guy. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's socially awkward. What is that? It, it's not a bad thing. He comes off as a little awkward to me. Like he can have a conversation, but I don't know with him. I don't know how long the conversation can last. You know who he reminds me of? You know who he reminds me of? Who? Alex. Shut up. I said that. That's you taking after me. Did you? Did you actually say that? I don't... don't, Hey, maybe you're just that right then. No. My brain thinks it. I don't remember you saying that. You haven't been on the show in forever, so... And Speedy says, Jaguars already interviewed Bill O'Brien for the head coach. Tells you everything you need to know about them. You're 100% accurate. That is 100% true. That's my point. What's the point exactly? I mean, let's be realistic here. Uh, I mean, I was one of the first ones that said the Urban Meyer hire was going to be an utter disaster. And it was exactly that. It's Tony can have a conversation. I don't know how long the conversation can last before it goes off the rails. That's just my thinking when I No, I, I don't agree that he's bad with me at all. I don't agree with that at all. No, I and think, again, I, I, think I think it, agree to disagree. That's allowed. I, I think his problem is that he's bad at taking criticism. Not necessarily media. It's criticism in general. But still go at it with fans sometimes. Uh, he will have incidences that are outside media where it's criticism. 
And that's really what that big spool thing came from. Um, that's where it came from when he uh, got into something at uh, uh, it was Bully Ray on Busted Open, which is now why Bully Ray doesn't do the the Tony time on Thursdays anymore. Now it's Tommy. Now it's either Mark Henry or Tommy Dreamer that yeah. are on the show. He won't come on if Bully's on. Uh, yeah. Um, and then you have um, there were like that. It's just it's uh, I I don't. I, it's just criticism. It's his problem, not media. I, I don't think. If they're not asking, being super critical, then I don't think he has a problem at all, or people really know it's an issue. Besides, you know, the random ass asshole who goes, "Oh, oh, this guy sucks." <laughs> but doesn't that come with he's the territory? socially awkward? Blah blah blah. Doesn't okay, that come? Does. Doesn't that yeah. come? With, that comes with the territory of running a company. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's that's just. I, I mean, like, I mean, I look at it in this perspective. It, it's going to happen with any company. Listen, New Japan gets insulted. Ring of Honor got insulted. Impact, yeah. WWE, they all get insulted. Everybody. But gets you know what? He, all the time. He's probably not used to this much. I, that's fair. And I, I that's my assumption. But... He's very new to it. And I think at time his skin, I think definitely needs to get a, you know, he, he needs to get a little bit more thick skin at times. I think he does. Um, and again, as I said to you, agree to disagree as, you know, we do it. It, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, listen, I think Tony's done a very nice job in a three-year span of what the where the company has gone and has become. I think them moving to TBS was a genius move. Because the thing is now, because um, if you notice now when they're on TBS, they can now get that extended past 10 o'clock time if they need it. Oh, no. They extend into a, T- a TNT movie. Ah! Well, no, now because it was it was with the NHL. So that's what it was. It was the NHL. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the NHL just signed a very, very lucrative contract with TNT. So TNT's gonna they say, did? TNT's going to say, listen, we love AW, but... AW, NHL. To be fair, AW is getting more ratings than NHL on. It depends what the game. Well, I mean, that's fair, but it was also kind of tougher in the beginning because NHL wasn't putting games on until after 10 o'clock when AEW was on. They were putting on, like, the West, the Western Conference teams. Like, they could, they only were able to put on Western Conference games. And, and it was also on Wednesday nights, which is difficult. But now they're able to do 7 o'clock games like they did. Like, it was Wednesday, I believe they did... Bruins and the Canadians, which is a rivalry that's going to draw, that's going to get people to watch. Um, yeah. So something like that, like it, it, it's basically Turner said, "Let's help both sides. Let's get them on TBS where they're going to have their ratings. They can have their eight to ten window and expand and extend it if they need to. And let's give the NHL what they deserve, which is the very lucrative contract that they signed with us. It, it's a two way street." Like, where they're trying to make it work both ways for both brands, right? Like, this is what they're trying to do. And it's – you still got the NBA on Tuesdays, which, of course, is their number one dog. Um, that's just what it is. Um, so, in the end, I think Turner did a very smart idea. I think is this going to help the NHL? I think it's going to help AEW. But, again, I, we'll, we'll see about this MLW stuff. We, we, we I'm sure this will drag out more. Um, I would not be – Shocked if there's some sort of settlement, unless MLW really, 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 really wants to get this far. Um, I will, I will say that if you're going to try to go pound for pound, for pound money wise with the WWE, Court Power, I'm saying to you, good luck. Um, <laughs> you're going to need it. Um, 
Because you got to understand, Vince McMahon beat a steroid scandal and the Owen Hart death scandal. Those are pretty big scandals. Those are pretty big things. Those are much, much, much bigger scandals than the MLW scandal is. So if he's I, able to- I, I don't know. You know what's bigger than all of that? What, the Hulk Hogan one? No, him trying to, him trying to uh, hide Ashley Massaro getting raped in, in, uh, in Kuwait. Yep, yep, in, yep. And I, yep, when they went to, yep, when they went away to, um, it was Iraq, right? They went uh, to, with the, tr- the tribute for the troops. Yep, you see yep. what I'm, you see what I'm saying? So, it, it, Court Bauer, listen, we we appreciate you trying to do what you're doing. We wish you nothing but the best. Um, good luck and Godspeed with you, man, because you're gonna need it. Because uh, Vince is going to hire the best lawyers in the world. I, I, honestly, I really, really hope that on the next season of Dark Side of the Ring, they do the Ashley Massaro thing. I am very curious how Dark Side does their next season. I really want them to do the Adrian Adonis death, too. Would he die when he was driving? Okay, here's my question to you. If Ric Flair got canceled for mm-hmm. shaking his dog around, then what do you think would happen to um, Vincent Mann if they did that and a whole big giant thing about how he covered up Ashley Massaro getting raped? Do you think... He would really cancel because I think all the all the guys who, like I mentioned earlier, are brainwashed. Oh no, it didn't happen! Bull crap! Defend the hell out of Vince McMahon because you know the defend WWE people, the E drones out there are mm. going to go down there, bend down over, and let no, them still be doing with man, fuck them in the ass. Um, yeah, they'll still be. They let they let Randy Orton say the N word on Twitch, and they never did anything about it. Vince McMahon said the N word on live. Exactly. They don't give it. They don't give a crap. You know, he said to John Cena, Booker T was right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did not just say that. Tell you know, me, he did not just say that. So we're gonna go to a break. When we come back, we are gonna get into some AEW Dynamite conversation. We're gonna talk about the debut of Brody King. We're gonna get into that. We're also gonna talk about. I want to get into this the the crowd that night at PNC. And seeing the pictures, you know, everything of how pretty empty that place was. Because let's be real here, they've been in Carolina about 50 billion times already. So maybe it's kind of like watered down Carolina at this point, I guess. We'll get into a little bit more of that conversation and we'll talk about Hangman Adam Page's next challenger. Did we get it with Lance Archer? That's all coming up and we'll get to some Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns conversation a little bit later. And why the Royal Rumble card looks great on paper. Can WWE back it up? We'll get into all that when we come back right here on Off the Mat on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. It, it is the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. TikTok. Are you ready? Welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. We are back here on the World Radio Network. I'm Josh Silverberg, of course, with Lyle Gillen, Speedy Petey on the board tonight. This is Off the Mat on WWSRN. If you have an iPhone, go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store, type in Worldwide Sports Radio. You can check out all of our show articles, our schedules, our content. Um, if you want to watch the show, you can watch it on there. If you want to listen to while you're driving on the audio feed, you surely can't. You can tell a smart speaker to do that too. So on and so forth. Check us out WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Good stuff. As well as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Periscope. Check out our website, 
uh, off the map page as well. It's a lot of great stuff. Alex works really hard on that website um, and everything. Like, he does a phenomenal job. Yes, he really does. He's busy tonight, um, but we're taking the charge, and we're going to get to some AEW conversation, and there's a lot to <laughs> I mean, you know. Conversation. Con- yeah, I know. No pun intended. Um, what did you think of the show this week? I thought it was fine. I had no problem with it. Amanda, did you, did you, I found it to be kind of like a fine show. It, was a kind of, it felt like a filler show, kind of. like. Well, when you're in the middle of a three-month gap between pay-per-views. That's what it is. Yeah, but overall, I thought it was a fine show, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was a fine... I, I, I look at a show like that, and I say, it's like a filler show. It's like you're trying to... You're trying to get new things started and everything like that. Like, Hangman needed a new opponent. Well, he got the returning Lance Archer back, which is, I think, a nice idea. I mean, Lance had been out for a while, especially after that very scary injury he had when jumping off the turnbuckle with his neck and everything like that. It was very, very, very scary. Glad he's okay. Um, I love I love the new T-shirt that he had, by the way. I think it was awesome. Um, don't buy shoes off him. Yes, don't. That's a, that's a hack. <laughs> Just like, don't buy the PlayStations off of the uh, wrestlers, too, like Omos and anything like that. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the pictures of the crowd um, when Dynamite started. Um, so they had pictures of when Di- – like, so Hangman came out at what, like 8.45 around there? He had his promo. Um, and they had a – and it was a fan that took a picture of when Hangman was in the ring. Mm-hmm. And it was like 80% like nobody there. I'm um, like, it's kind of water well, Carolina at this point, I'm thinking. No, been- that's not it at all. Um, they sold. Oh, excuse just, me! Wow, just under five k seats. Um, and that that's in what arena were they in? Hold on, let me look it up. They're in PNC, but excuse me, that's not it at all. PNC, uh, I mean, North Carolina? you know, I, I capacity. First off, hold on to say that that's not it at all. I wouldn't go that far. I would say that in my, you know, you might have a different opinion, but to say that okay. That, Oh. Um, so that arena fits 20,000 people. And there was like maybe 4,000 people there. Uh, no, maybe. Closer to five. There was nobody. It was According to the WrestleTix, there was closer to 5,000 people. Um, which is their standard average for what they draw everywhere they go. The problem was that they were at an arena that was way too big for a random dynamite. I just think... Do you want to say that, that the last show, because that one was in North Carolina... That might have impacted it. People might have chosen to go to Battle of the Belts over Dynamite. I would agree with that. I would. Because, you know, that was hyped up to be the big show. Class of, of uh, Clash of Champions compared to. Um, that I would agree with. But... Like, no, no, I'm gonna stick with, and I'm, I'm going to stick with my not at all opinion. I'm going to say that um, I believe that it... I think it's... They've had about three or four shows already in Carolina that are within distance of each other. I think well, a lot of them, I mean, them are within an hour of each other with rally and everything like that. I think they've they've done a lot of shows already there. They haven't done any West Coast shows. They have yet to do any West Coast for shows. For COVID, you know. Yeah, but even so, though, I don't even know if Tony's. Uh, from what I've heard, he said he was planning on to in twenty twenty two. That's fine, but like I said, from what I've heard, I heard Tony likes to stay on the East Coast a lot. Um, that's just he what I've heard. He probably will. He probably will. But I mean, he will definitely do West Coast shows. He said he was. I mean, that would be the smart idea to do, I think. Um, but to me, to see that, again, I thought the show was, again, I thought it was a fill show. I thought it was very mediocre. I didn't think there was anything really special about it other than Brody King debuting. And the crowd, there was nobody there, so the crowd was kind of like poo-pooing it. You know, they were terrible. 
Um, well, there was, um, apparently I heard from someone who bought tickets for the show that a couple of days after they bought tickets, they sent an email out to everyone that bought tickets saying that, that they are requiring a vaccine. I don't know if they ended up doing that or not, but that's what people were told. That could be why they didn't go, but... I mean... North, North Carolina is pretty Republican. Yes, they are. Although, lately it's been kind of mixed in the recent elections, but the Republicans have won that state. But it has been very mixed lately. I know South Carolina is definitely way more Republican than North Carolina yeah. is. Um, at the same time, I just think that they've had too many shows there, and people have seen them already a couple of times. That only, the- only, only way I, w- I would really say that you would be right would be if you're talking about Battle of the Belts. Because that is was directly this weekend, and it was billed to be a major show, like Clash of Champions, and that was hyped up. I mean, it was a good show. I thought Battle of the Belt was a good show. It was fine, but it was fine. It was fine. I mean, I think when you have a, I guess when you have a Battle of the Belts show, and again, this is my take, and I love AEW. I love what they're doing. Um, I maybe would have done Brian Danielson and Hangman on that show. Because if you're going to do a Battle of the Belt show, yeah, that's, that you was want the heavyweight champion to be on that show. People thought that was going to be what was happening. And the tag team um, champions, too. They were not on that show either. It was yeah, just, it, it was weird. That's why people put tickets for that show. They thought it was going to be um, th- those two at that show. I mean, I get I get they were at Prudential. I get it's New Jersey. It's a big market. I get it was a debut on TBS. But at the that, same time, I think you could have... You could have swapped some matches out. I think you, you, you definitely could have taken... Some of them, like, like the women's match was really good. I thought it was fine with Riho and, and Britt. Um, Sammy Dustin was good to be – was, that was a very last-minute change, and I think they did the job. Um, you could The TH Championship could have stayed there. Um, it was The killer was, was only an hour show. I just think the, the, the biggest thing is their two biggest championship belts on that company are the Tag Team Championships and the World Championship, and neither one of them were on that show. And I think it was kind of awkward that – they didn't have that. I think you could have flipped the TNT Championship and put that on the uh, the Dynamite show. I think that could have been substituted easily. Um, you could keep the Women's Championship match. That's fine. I think you could have maybe, instead of making the Danielson page 35, whatever minutes it was, you could have maybe made it 20 minutes and fit that match on the show. Could have done it that way, maybe. Um, and try to fill it in. I just think when you have a show that's called Claire, like, like, listen, we mock WWE. They have a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules, and they had a one Extreme Rules match. Like, it's stupid. It, it has the well, name of the title. Battle of the Belts, they did have. Every no, match they had was belts. no, no, they had belts. They had belts, but... I wanted was... to compare it to WWE's concept of an Extreme Rules match is to have a uh, mixed tag team match. I know that, but what I'm going to say is there are two biggest belts in that company are tag team. Saturday night, I don't even know what it was. Which I'm kind of curious... If the fans really only got an hour, like that's all they really got was an hour. Like, no, they had a house show beforehand. They did have a house show beforehand. Because I was going to say that's so. weird. I, because I know in Chicago, when I did the, I know Rampage, I know the debut of Rampage, I think was only, that legit, I think was only an hour. But, no, they had dark beforehand. They did, I mean, dark is dark. But, it's um, not something. It's, mm, it's well, almost had nothing rather than that. But, you know, you got punk. Debuting, that's yeah. worth the hour of admission. Like that's worth the hour. I mean, that alone is worth 
<laughs> you could have had Punk for 20 minutes, and the crowd would have left uh, would have left as happy as, would have left as happy as anybody. They would have left as happy as a kid at a candy store. That would have been it. You know, it would have been perfectly fine for those that crowd. They didn't have to do anything personally. Happier than a pig and shit. That's right. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. I actually felt bad for the rest of that card because what? that crowd was so dead after Punk came out. It was yeah, done. It, it was, was done. Okay. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck. But you see, and, and it was so funny. I remember we had a conversation on the show, and I don't remember who it was. Alex might have disagreed with me, and I and I and I said I don't remember what it was, and I said, "What is the thoughts of Punk starting the show?" And everybody was like, "No, no, no, I disagreed with you." Oh, it was you that disagreed? And you said, "No way, they're gonna save it." And I said, "They got to get it over with because that yeah. crowd's gonna be nuts the whole show, and they're just gonna chant Punk's name." And take everything away from whatever that roster is doing. It's gonna make everything that that roster does moot because they're not gonna give a crap. Um, two, they were selling the T-shirts. In the, in the, in the, <laughs> no, 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 no. They waited on that. Did they? Well, the crowd. They, they waited it, until it came out, and then Punk came out and said that they were. And then out everybody there. bought so a someone, T-shirt and they went home. <laughs> so, someone showed a picture of a concession stand. Yes, and it was lying. It was nothing there. It was, it was yeah. like. It was like there were like just logo shirts. That's what it was, and that's usually what they are at AEW shows. Which, by the way, that's yeah. nothing that you really, really. They have one or two talent shirts, but they need to fix know. that. They have to. They have to expand on the shirt selections when they have the shows. It could that's be a uh, pro wrestling tees thing. Maybe, but you know what though? But AEW also, I, I know they want to work with pro wrestling tees, and that's great. Listen, pro they wrestling should not. They, they, I don't think anymore. I think they should do their own thing now. They have the money to do their own thing. And I think after what just recently happened with with them was really bad, with the with the card with the credit card. That was scan. that was really that bad. That was really bad. I mean, I, did you get hit by it? I did not. And the reason, and I'm telling I you, did. so you so did you get you got your money back though? Um. Well, no. What they did was they tried a couple like really like a couple dollars. They tried a couple of them to see if it would go through. Those did, and then once they tried getting something bigger, it rejected. Like they tried down mill for like, oh. fifty bucks. And it rejected it. They tried like a couple of the websites for like two hundred something dollars, and it rejected it. So the thing was, I bought, I last bought a shirt from them probably, probably six months ago. Because it happened, it happened in April. That's what I'm saying. So I didn't buy a shirt for a while from them anyway, and then I changed my credit cards anyway. So my credit yeah. cards were gone. So that's why. I did. And usually when I do buy the shirts, did what I do is, uh, what happened? Did you get a letter. I got a letter, but I didn't get it. So hit. they probably got your old credit card number. Because if you got a letter, they got your information. That's fine. They probably got my old credit card number, but probably yeah. nothing went through because my credit card is gone. It's shot. Yeah. So it's but usually what I like to do anyway is I go on eBay and I I, I buy the shirts there. And and there's even times when I will do this. I I will buy t shirts that you know, if they're somewhat used, I, I get them and I and I completely wash them in the wash. Did you know Adam Cole? He that. loves eBay Bay. Did he tell you that personally, or was that a? Was oh that a, yeah. Okay. He loves eBay. Man. Like honestly, like this shirt, I got this shirt. Like this is a twenty-five dollars shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Off of, off of uh, eBay. Day. I got on eBay for seven dollars, seven bucks. eBay Bay. eBay Bay. And I got my Briscoe shirt too. But you were you were. Yes, next, I remember that one. Yeah. I was at. We were at um, Juniors. Who did you order a shirt from? 
and you offered them like a price, and they said no. You offered them a couple dollars more, and they said no. And they said yes. I think I offered them like eight bucks, and they said no. And I offered them eleven. They're like, okay, fine. <laughs> it was like, like this shirt I got. This is a twenty-five dollars shirt. I got this for seven bucks, and it was. Wow. And, and you know what it is? I don't give a damn if it's been worn. What you washed it? That's why you have a washer and a dryer. You washed it, guy. You wash new clothes anyway. You wash yeah. new clothes anyway. Well, I, I know. Like that's the thing. Like I'd rather just buy the shirts on eBay for nine bucks than spend thirty dollars on products like these. I have to say, the most fun I have is listening to you try and talk about ways to get things cheaper. Who me? Yes. Oh, always. You, you, you are so elaborate about it. I, hold, hold, hold. First off, I found out the company that they get the islanders get the um. The stuff for their silent auctions, they're signing stuff from, eBay. and no, <laughs> they're getting, com- they getting from this company up in uh, eBay Man. They're getting from this company up in uh, up in uh, Canada, AJ Sports World. It's legit, and they get there and it's for a silent auction, and everything goes to to the Islanders Children's Foundation. I paid two hundred twenty five dollars for a picture, and then I had it reframed because their frame was dog shit. I found out the website. The, the same picture they're selling there with their with their f- shitty ass frame that they probably got for two bucks at Michaels. The, AJ Sports. Hey, hey, selling, hey, hey. AJ I buy Sports. the expensive frames at Michaels, first off. I buy the expensive frames. I don't buy that those two dollar frames. Those things, you put that on your wall, that thing breaks, it's shot, dead, done. Go on. AJ Sports World had it for like thirty bucks. No, if you're gonna first off, if you're gonna if you get a if you do get a frame at Michaels Please buy the expensive ones. Don't buy the cheap ass. No, no. One. If you have fine memorabilia, do not go to Michael's. Go no. to an actual framing company nah. and get a frame. Nah, I'd rather... Professionally. I'd, nah, I'd rather not. cheap and disgusting. I mean, I... Well, first off, I have a son that I need to save my money for. So I, I like to... I, 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 I sacrifice... I gotta get used to, I gotta get used to you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I have to sacrifice somewhat. But, you know, to, you know, to, to me... It was actually don't buy your nine dollar t shirts for a month and then you can for, I, I can't remember the last, let me tell you the last time I think this might have been the last shirt I bought. I bought this shirt in August. Was the last time I bought a wrestling okay. shirt. You bought it on eBay Day? I did. That's all I've I'm not buying a pro wrestling tees anymore. No yeah. way. No, 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 no. It's safe if you use um PayPal. If you use if you're gonna buy an AEW shirt and you don't want to do it on eBay Bay, then go buy it on AWShop.com. Go buy it on there then, because what I've heard is, um, AW saves your card information. It doesn't go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees just makes the shirt from the order. Um, AW goes it through them. The money goes to AW. The exact reason is that what happened was they targeted the ProWrestlingTees.com checkout page. So the one for shop, AW shop. Is tech is a separate page, does not yes. redirect you to uh pro wrestling tees. So, because they went through pro wrestling tees, anything that was done on Sh- shop AEW was safe because it's a different checkout. So, if you ordered a new Japan shirt, you had to go through pro wrestling tees, yes, correct, and put yourself in danger. If you ordered a Kenny Omega AEW shirt and you did it on shop AEW, you were fine. And the thing that drives me nuts and and, and with pro wrestling tees, man, they charge like ten dollars more for the freaking double sided shirts. Like, why, why? 
Just charge everything. It like, takes what? a lot to flip it over and bring uh, that to Like, I mean, go first off. Actually, I got to say something. I want a New Japan shirt recently so badly. The design. I'm, I want to pay fifty dollars for a Suzuki Goon shirt. I'm gonna do it. The, the New Japan designs lately on Pro Wrestling Tees. I That's haven't seen that. I haven't seen a nice shirt from New Japan from them in probably a year and a half. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm dead serious with and that. Why don't they have oh. a, a legit Suzuki Goon shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees? That would sell the hell out. See, I want. See, I want. I want a Hiromu shirt, but like the, the designs are. Are you talking about the one that's like all rainbowy that like has a lot going on? I don't remember. Yeah, with the bomb and stuff like that, with the with the like the ticket with the time bomb thing going off on the front. Because like the only thing is with Hiromu's shirt is Hiromu's shirts have so much going on. <laughs> it's wrong. so crazy. <laughs> I do like the new Red Dragon shirt. That is gorgeous, by the way. I I'm love that. That's shirt. gonna go on eBay in the next six months. Um, or. Or Macari. Or Macari. Or Macari. Macari's another one. Macari's another it one. Is. You're, and I've told you for years. I've told you for years. Go on eBay. Where? You heard what I said. Shut up, eBay Bay. <laughs> you heard go on there or go on Macari. I've told you this. Find a shirt you like. Get it. When it gets home, you put it in the washing machine, you wash it, and it's done. You can wear it. It really is that simple. Go look at your phone. Tell me, tell me what you think of that shirt. Let me see. Optimum sent me something. I know this is... We, <clears throat> excuse me. We have to get to AEW eventually. <laughs> I guess we might skip this commercial break. Um, Shop at AEW. That that was, so that was one of them that I liked. Yeah. The only thing is I think there's there could be... It could be a little bit more. I think it looks a little too plain for me. I don't have an LIJ shirt either, which I'm very much long overdue for one. I do. Um, I need a bullet. I have a bullet club. I have the Satchel Liberty Bullet Club one. I do too. We both have that. We got the same show. I I have that shirt I wear for pajamas. Because, <laughs> you know, I like the Young Bucks, but I'm not like Uber over them like you are. Like, I love the Young Bucks, but I'm not like Uber. The best is still Chase Owens. I gave you five bucks back for, for buying me that Chase Owens shirt at Hot Topic. That was I, awesome. that. I, got, I said, do they have a shirt? Any shirt in clearance? And you were like, and I got Chase Owens. Do you really want Chase Owens? And I'm like, how much? A lot of goes five bucks. I said, yeah, get it for me. <laughs> and then it got ruined in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but you said to me before, you go, you were like, I know it's five bucks. You really want to wear a Chase Owens? Yo! What? This, um. So we're not going to go to break, by the way, Speedy. So no. This Elfantasmo shirt. Yeah, well. Doesn't New Japan World have a have a store? But you gotta buy it. You gotta buy it with shipping and stuff like that. I think, right? I, I haven't heard from it on um, Token Shop, but it's uh, it's it's not that it's expensive that I don't know about, but it's uh, they have a big variety. Do we have to go to break? I just want to yes. ask, and then we can. We do have to go to break. I don't know. Oh well, I'll wait for Speedy to answer. No, okay, cool. So, um, but I'm just saying, in general. I sent you the shirt. What? Look at the damn shirt! What shirt? You sent me a shirt? Yeah. You didn't send it to me. Do you realize where I have a I have a newborn at home? Do you realize how my IQ from doing like the songs and doing everything I do with him, like my IQ has gone down like hundred points? 
since he's been born, because I gotta do gibberish talk with him. <laughs> I think you get it, man. Oh, <laughs> it's I really... think you didn't go down a hundred points That's after you met me. That is a nice shirt. What'd you say? Your IQ didn't go down a hundred points after you met me. That went down one hundred and fifty. <laughs> Damn! How high was your IQ? Very, 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 very high, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Probably past the norm, but no, but um, and I do have to check out. By the way, um. What's the store? Wrestling Universe. I have not been to the Comac one yet. I know that there's a new one in Long Beach, too. Um, I like the Comac I've been, the, I've been to the original one. I, Mark took me to the original one in, in Flushing, um, which is where they get most of their signings. Most of their signings do go there. Because that, yeah. that is their original location. Um, it's like, at, um, it's at times, they um, It's the close to New York City. That is true, so it's easier for them because they're doing shows. Um... Some of them will go to Comac. Like, I know Kurt Angle's been to Comac. Mick Foley's been to Comac. Kevin Nash has been to the Comac one. So they get some good ones. Um, the Long Beach one, only a couple I've gone to. That's a, that's really a brand new one. Um, the Long Beach one, yeah. Yeah, it's a very brand new one. But I, I do need to go to the Comac one. I think um, maybe in the next few weeks, I will, I will I'll get out there. Um, I just got to find time. Um, but I, I, I think when we... Getting back to AW for a second, do you like the idea of Archie being the next contender, or was there somebody else in mind that you thought maybe deserved it? I have no problem with it to make him look stronger. Having a yeah, it's gonna be on Dynamite. I'm sure the the match will probably be on Dynamite, not Revolution. Also, your Hammerstein card looks great for um, GCW. Yes. So what time are you gonna get there? <laughs> I wish. I freaking wish. Let me tell you, I'm gonna order it on pay per view. <laughs> they added Cardona and Janela. Um. I'm wondering who um, Gage is wrestling. Having said that, I want to get your take on the Briscoes FTR stuff. Because FTR has finally rebuttaled to the Briscoes. And FTR has basically said, hey, we went to your house. Why don't you come to ours? And there have been reports that the Briscoes have signed with AEW. Cowards. Who? Briscoes, they won't put it Oh, start, are you, yeah, okay. Says the same team. They're that, afraid of the liberal north. Yeah, okay. Says the same team that literally jumped them after a match with the Kingdom OGK after a 25-minute match. Which, by the way, doesn't it seem like everybody loves to jump the Briscoes after they have a really tough match? <laughs> G.O.D. did it. Enzo and Cass did it. The FTR does it because I guess they're too scared to fight them one on, you know, two on two when they're healthy and fully ready to go. I guess it's the only way they feel they could get an advantage. But... What is your, in all seriousness, joking, no joking aside, we both know that that match could be gold with FTR and the Briscoes. Like, with those those two tag teams, I think that match is a no-brainer for Khan to make it happen. It should happen. And if They're, they're going to drag it out. It'll probably no, happen. No, and that's smart. And that's how it's going yeah. to, but in your eyes, you think that would be an excellent match, though. I know you're saying this or asking this because you want me to say yes because you love the Briscoes and you want me to say no. I love no, no, no. I love FTR too. That's why I think it'd be a great match. You you want me to talk about your favorite teams and how good you think it would be, right? No, but you're gonna probably say not. I know you because you're. No, I wasn't gonna say that. I was trying to screw you. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I think it's a match that, in all seriousness, I think the two are very similar styles. That I think when you look at the both of them on the mic, um, I mean. First off, I think what Jay does all the talking and Mark is hysterical. Because um, like I said, when we talked with Tayshel about it last week, when Jay got the door thrown at him, 
<laughs> and then Mark said, "You're you're you're a hero." I'm so honored to be in your presence. Because <laughs> he had a door smacked on him and he survived it. <laughs> and then you got, and then you got uh, Jackson Cash, which you you could picture Mark saying that too. Jay is yeah. like it's comedy, you know, because Jay's like Jay says to Mark, he's like, "You're being facetious," and then Mark's like. I don't know what that means, but you're a folk hero. <laughs> but and then you got Dash, and you got Dash. You know, you got Dax and Cash, who can go on the mic as well. So it's like yeah, they're pretty good on the mic. That's what I'm saying. So when I see it, and I think it's really something that can, I think Revolution is when it's going. Personally, I think it could happen this weekend when they next week on Dynamite when they debut. This is the time to do it because you got FTR, right? Who are being, you know, with their bravado, they're all high and mighty, right? They're having a match against what uh, the Nightmare Factory um, with uh, Arn Anderson's son and um, the other guy that that's wrestling, his protecting partner. Come on, man! FTR is fighting them next week. Remember FTR challenged them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fighting. Um, Who's it that they're fighting? It's oh. it's um the um who's let me see who's in the nightmare family. Hold on a second. Nightmare Factory. Let me see who are the members. Sean D. Yes. Wait, no. No, it's not Sean D. No, 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 no. What was his name? Ah. Factory members. This is really bothering the crap out of me. I, I thought you'd be more prepared for this. Who, me? Yes. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, FTR challenged him in the back of the day. Yes, Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. So Brock and Lee are fighting FTR next week. So the match will be five minutes, okay. But, oh, hold on now. But you see, this is the catch to the whole thing. Oh. If you're going to debut the Briscoes to screw FTR to lose to a team that FTR should beat, wouldn't that be the time to do it? Because everybody's thinking Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson, they're going to get their ass kicked. And they're for the yeah, AAA titles? What happened? And they're for the AAA titles? No. But they basically mocked them. They basically said, oh, basically um, Cash said to Brock and Arn, he says, I'm going to wrestle basically your boy. Your, he said, your boy's going to wrestle the man that you wish was your son. Right? So do you see understand what I'm saying? Like they're going all high and mighty into this match. It should be a cakewalk for FTR, right? Like it should be easy. But then I feel like there's gonna be a swerve where like the Briscoes are just gonna show up and screw them. Like I feel like that would be an ideal thing to do. I think it makes sense. You're gonna do it, right? Because people are thinking, oh, they're gonna squash the nightmare factory next week. They mock yeah. in front of them. This is when you're gonna I mean it's like this makes sense. You're going to screw us and jump us after a match. Well, we're going to screw you and jump you and make sure you lose your match. You know, so it's like, I don't know. But, to, to you know, because uh, I know we have to move on and get to some other stuff. Um, what is quickly, what were your thoughts on the ROH invasion of Hard, and Hard to Kill with um, PCO? That was great. I like that. Signed PCO has. I don't know why the hell PCO was in there though. That was random as shit. I mean, he signed with Impact, so he signed with them. Uh, so he he uh, signed with them. It was why? instant. 
it was Vincent, um, ODK, which is Mike Bennett, and of course Matt Taven, um, and PCL, and, and Maria showed up, of course. Um, which is weird because Vincent and Matt Taven just had like a massive like one year rivalry and they couldn't stand each other. Like, and now I'll say they're like they're working together. Um, and then Jonathan Gresham was was a guy that was basically they said somebody I forget who said it to him they basically told him hey you're part of this invasion too and he was insulted by it because he said no I had no part in this whatsoever and I actually think Jonathan Gresham in the story is telling the truth that he had no part in this that he's on his own now and he's being his own person um, yeah, I, I agree I I, I, I like. Or he's working yeah. everybody and wants everyone to think he's not so he can come back later on. I mean, he's all over the place right now, Gresham. He's doing exactly. everything. He's doing GCW. He's doing Impact. He's doing oh, that's everything. That's going to be a great match. Who's um, Gage wrestling at Hammerstein? Do they know yet? They haven't picked it yet. Homicide. He's wrestling. Is that confirmed at Hammerstein? Yeah, I believe they had the last show. What was that? Or was that the, is that the Chicago? Is that the Detroit show that he's doing that? Fun. Fun. Because I think the Detroit show is the week before. No, I'm pretty sure it's. Uh... Him versus him there. I know you're you're getting um, Ruby and which yeah Ruby still holding there. Tayshell said that last week that look out for Ruby and um, GCW. She yep, said that she in, the, in the comment section, and she was right. She's facing out a catch at Hammerstein, um, which is going to be. I'm wondering what Effie's going to be doing. Um, I'm sure Effie's going to find a way to screw Matt, uh, Matt Cardona, probably, at some point in that match. Well, it's Mark Cardona and Joe uh, Janela. That's going to be a great match. Yes, it is. And that's all because of the whole thing with Chelsea Green and everything mm-hmm. that's been going on wrestling tees and the pictures and everything like that. Um, I'm very upset I can't make that show. Obviously, I have other priorities. And with COVID and stuff going on, I have to be of very course. cautious. And it's a very, very, oops, it's a very tough thing that I have to miss a show like this. But hopefully next time. And I'm sure. I'm, I'm going to 110% guarantee you they will come back to Hammerstein because they sold out that show in a matter of days. So they will be back at Hammerstein. Um, I'm not concerned about it. I'd say if they could do it during the summertime, that'd be awesome. I think they sold out all the um, pairs day of, and there were a lot of random uh, There were a lot of random one-seaters, I know, and they got all those sold out too, which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I think... I think uh... Brett Lauderdale made a tweet saying that if people bought it, they'd like, he's going to do something for them. I don't remember what it was. I'm trying to find the name of the show. It's for GCW. I'm forgetting it. Just type in GCW Hammerstein. It'll pop up. But um, they're definitely going to be back in New York City. 100%. This is a market that they're going to take with them now. And it's going to be a great market. That show's going to kill at Hammerstein. Oh, yeah. Well, no reason that Lauderdale wouldn't come back to Manhattan. Like, there's no reason. And he, if he were to do it, he should do it during the summertime. Um, so the card so far, so far is, um, I don't know if this is correct or if it's, uh, maybe some of them I haven't made official. Um, Ruby Soho versus Alley Catch. Mm-hmm. Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela. Team Bandito. Um, ASS Bandito and Laredo Kid versus Team Gringo. Yeah, that's awesome. They got Laredo Kid. It's awesome. And, uh, and it's uh, the ROH title. But Moxley is going to be there. Um, obviously, well, I guess he doesn't have yet. Um, I'm, I, I know I heard that he's facing Homicide there. I don't know if, I, if that's... I think that... Because I remember... I saw he was facing Homicide. Maybe it's not official, but it, it was mentioned. Uh, I, know, I think he's facing him at another show first. 
So I don't know, but obviously Gage is going to do something. He's their biggest attraction. They're, this is arguably their, this is their biggest show they've ever had. I mean, this is their biggest show. Attendance-wise, yeah. It's also in the market that it's in. It's yeah. in New York City. I mean, that's why if you're Lauderdale, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make New York City a market for GCW now. Well, the, the Briscoes will probably be there. There, the Briscoes will be there to the belts. Um, maybe Leo Rush. Possibly, it's because it, it seems like I know Leo's. I don't know what he's doing right now. He's away. I, it seems like that Jay Lethal has kind of replaced him in that story with Dante Martin. Uh, he, he could have COVID. Possibly. I mean, he hasn't been there for weeks, though. Well, Dante and him weren't on for weeks, so you don't know. Uh, I mean, it seems like Jay Lethal has taken the place of him for now, which is totally fine. I think it's perfect. Jay Lethal wasn't really being utilized except for the TNT match. Um, um, so, we got a few more minutes left before we get to our fishing. We'll get to Mickey James. Thoughts on that one and two, thoughts on Moose saying what he said about Roman Reigns on Twitter. You're talking about when he said he wanted to wrestle Roman Reigns? Mm-hmm. He needs to shut the hell up. No, There's all, very few people who WWE would actually give a crap enough about to have a match with Roman Reigns, and Moose isn't even in that stratosphere. You know, so you don't like Moose at all as a wrestler? It's it's he's not a name. You okay? If they really wanted to have cross promotion, have Roman Reigns versus an, another company's big star, who out there are they going to try and get? Oh, before Moose, let's go one by are one. We, are we talking about only an Impact, or are we talking about other brands? Anywhere. You know, Okada. Like, <laughs> Probably Jay White is another one. Um, there are so many. They had Abushi in the building. <laughs> there are so many bigger names than Moose. Like Moose is good. I mean, Moose did have a very good. I'm, I'm listening. Moose is not a big name, and you're right. He's not. But he's, he's not a big enough name to. Yeah, he's. He's never gonna get there. Yet. He's never gonna get there. He's on impasse. He's never gonna that's, get And that's there. the thing. I mean, he had a very he had a great match with Omega. He um, he but he's really on impasse, and that is a major crutch. That is. No, but I mean, so he's gonna hold people back. No, I mean, so what is your thoughts on Mickey James cross promoting, and apparently report that there's other people that are going to be involved in this from possibly impact. I, I don't believe being it. in this world, but I don't see it. I'd be shocked. But the only reason it's happening is because WWE needed more, more women. Um, two, she's not signed full time there, so she can't do it. Uh, and they spoiled the whole Rumble WWE. All the surprises. No, they there's still a lot of names that they didn't announce. I mean, but they put like Lita in it. Why don't it be a surprise? Why do you got to spoil that for us? And now she's on SmackDown tonight, too. Probably because ticket sales were not as high as they expected. Well, I mean, listen. I understand WWE, what they're trying to do. Because they, 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 their attendance killed it at uh, Minute Maid uh, two years ago. Um, in 20... Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020, right before the pandemic. Their attendance killed it. They did great with attendance. Because there was no pandemic. Yeah, it was what it was. Um, and now, now that pandemic and COVID and uh, the Omicron is really big, and it's also in an in a, in in enclosed dome stadium in St. Louis, so it's kind of yep. a very difficult thing. 
What now? Look, um, and that that segues into our Roman Seth conversation. To me, I'm intrigued by the first off. I I will say this about Seth. I find Seth to be very funny as the way he is now. Um, like the whole laughing thing is. I think when he laughs, it's hysterical. Like I feel like Seth is the kind of guy that can really play a lot of parts. I do. He could be a heel. I like him more as a heel. Um. And he could be a face, too. Seth and Roman have a lot of chemistry. I think this could work. Obviously, Bobby Brock is the big match. That's the match that everybody, including myself, has been waiting years for. Like, WWE is really setting this up to be a really good card. It's a matter of, will it come to fruition? Will it happen? I mean, we had AJ and Shinsuke at Mania. Sucked. Um, so, so I, 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 I don't think that is what's going to happen at Mania. What happened in Mania? Uh, Seth and Roman. No, no, it's happening at the Rumble, but it's not going to... Yeah, okay, so you were half saying it's going to happen at Mania. No, 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 it's at the Rumble, which... um... Yeah, I know it's happening at Rumble. I thought you were saying it's going to happen again. No, 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 no. Roman The rumor is that Seth is winning the Rumble. Yeah, Seth is winning at the... The rumor is, spoiler alert, Seth is winning at the Rumble, and Brock is going to be Bobby... And uh, well, I'm, I want to say spoiler alert. It's just a rumor that Seth is gonna win the Rumble. That's true. We don't know. They could change things up. Vince McMahon changes things up. Five also, if he's four. in the facing Roman, he might not be in the Rumble. Well, that's the thing. But I, I like the idea of them doing this match. I, I, I do because it's intriguing because they're putting two heels against each other. Um, and it, it's even the same thing with Brock and Bobby, right? Because Bobby's technically a heel, and Brock is. What's the word? He's not a face. He's not a heel. What is that Tweener. called? A what? Tweener. No, no, no. no, no, no. He's, a, he's a baby face. 100%. He's a baby face now. So 100%. it's like kind of like, I mean, look, to me, I think Paul's going to screw Brock eventually. Um, and go probably back Mania. To probably Mania and go back with Roman. That is, a, I mean, this goes back to years ago at Survivor Series when Brock got screwed by Heyman again with the big show. Actually, no, I don't think so. I'm trying to change my mind. I think he's going to screw him beforehand a few weeks before Mania, turn on him, show that he's actually with Roman, and, then Brock, is, and, and then Brock is going to win. Just things that just are taking it away when Paul says, don't talk to him that way. And then even Roman says, don't talk to him like that. Don't tell him to shut up. And then, and then it's interesting because when Brock was walking out at Raw... Heyman was, like, giving him, like, a smirk, but standing behind him. Like, there's, like, little things I'm seeing where I catch it. And I go, yeah, we know this is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Was this whole thing a hoax with with with, with Roman and Paul setting this up? You know, like, I, 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 listen, like I said, the Rumble to me has always been one of my favorite pay-per-views. Because I just, I love the, the Royal Rumble match. I think it's a fun match to watch. Um, it's a fun concept. It's a, I think it's a. I think it's a very fun concept. I but no, you're right about the concept. A big part of that concept is the surprise element and them spoiling that for the women. I mean, they just they, they, like, they just gave away like twenty plus women on the on the on the, on the, on the match. They, they didn't like, do that for the men. And it was on no, but they didn't do that for the men, but they did it for the women, and they just posted it on Twitter just like that. Like Lita's in yeah. it, you know, Kelly Kelly's in it, Michelle the McKinney's Impact World. Impact Knockout Champion. And Mickey James is in it. I mean, like, why? Like, why did they do that? Um, but then even to have Edge and Beth against 
the Miz and and Maurice would be is, is interesting to me because it's nice to see Beth first off back in the ring, um, which is cool. I mean, Beth Phoenix to me was one of the better women's wrestlers I ever got to witness growing up. Um, so to me, I think that would be fun. It looks like a really good card. I just got to see it come together. And there have been times where it doesn't come together. But speaking of WWE, there was a story that did come out that Triple H called Madison Square Garden to try to get them to cancel the G1 Supercard show. And that goes back to earlier when Lyle and I were speaking about MOW and the success of other companies. WWE just wanted to threaten well, New Japan and Ring of Honor kind of stepped foot into the hollow halls of Madison Square Garden and stepped into WWE's original home. And there had never been another wrestling company to wrestle at the at Madison Square Garden, I think, since 74 and then 75. It had oh, been NWA. years. What? NWA? I don't even know if it was NWA. I don't think NWA ever even wrestled at Madison Square Garden. I'm not even sure. Um... And then I know Triple A was supposed to have the Madison Square Garden show, and they didn't sell enough tickets, and they wound up having it at the theater um, upstairs. Still, it's still at the garden, yes. I mean, it can, uh, yes, but when you have the, the the theater at Madison Square Garden to Madison Square Garden, it's a very drastic kind of like you got to understand. WWE used Madison Square Garden for a pay per view once, and then they used the Lions Den match between Ken Shamrock and. Um, Owen, I believe it was Owen Hart in the theater at Madison Square Garden. So it's kind of like, it's different. I've been to both. I've been to the theater and I've been to, obviously, of course, actual Madison Square Garden. It's a very different place. I'm just looking up the... Uh, no, no, it's fine. Um, there's other all the wrestling shows. I don't know if there's been one at all. I mean, I don't think NWA ever... Because you have to remember, it was territories. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, you know, and NWA was in the South. So it was, you know, with Jim Crockett. But they would come north, north every now. Every and now and then they would. But I don't Everybody. think they ever hit Madison Square Garden. I mean, that was WWE's home. That was their. You know who know? I know. Who? Anthony. What happened? Anthony Pyres, who came on our show. Yeah. What about him? He would know this answer. Which one was Anthony? Was I here for that one, or was I? Yes. Here? Yes, you were. Was he the one I was in the backyard? Yeah. <laughs> I love him. That guy was awesome. He came back. I love Anthony. Um, but, um, you know, what, were, what are your thoughts when you hear about that really quickly about the G1 thing? About Triple um, I believe it. They had the track record to do it. It wasn't even going to work. Well, and I remember we were at, um, what was it? We went to, um, what was the thing we went to during the day that Friday for WrestleMania? It was um, Bandfest. <laughs> And we were saying it like, <clears throat> isn't it kind of weird that WWE is doing NXT on a Friday instead of a Saturday where they always did Saturdays? Because they were fearful they were going to lose crowd from the G1 show. Yeah, that's 100 count what it was. what it was. And they did the Hall of Fame and said nobody was at the Hall of Fame. Nobody was Everybody was at the G1 show. Even though the Hall of Fame had the biggest moment of the entire night because Bret Hart got attacked by a fan. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm just saying. So I was like... Um, well, it, Ring of Honor would have if uh, that didn't happen because that yeah. happened at the exact same time that Enzo and Cass came out. It really was actually like the exact, and everybody was on Twitter, including me. I missed the entire Saber um, Tanahashi match because I was looking up on Twitter like, what the hell happened with Enzo and Cass? Like, what, what the freak? You know what I'm saying? But to me, it was. I'm not surprised. Nothing surprises me with um, 
Um, totally unnecessary. I'm sure Triple H didn't even want to do it. I'm sure Vince probably told him to do it. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, so let's get to our finishing move now. Wow, what you got? Um, I just want to take a moment to say congratulations to Kenny Omega. Um, I think it proves that most people out there are not uh, pieces of shit because right a, a week after Kenny Omega had that big whole thing with assholes on his Twitter page, now he just won a fan vote from PWI for Wrestler of the Year. So yeah, a lot of uh, people are assholes, but since there are a lot more who think he is uh, extremely good and he truly deserves it. Had had the best year in 2021, in my opinion, too. So, congratulations to Kenny. My <clears throat> my finishing move is going back to Clash of Champions and still trying to make sense of the concept of their two biggest championships not being defended on that show um, mm-hmm. when they could have flip-flopped things around. I think that was a mistake by AEW. I think they should have kind of fix that a little bit in a certain way. I think you could have put the TNT Championship on Dynamite, and you could have shortened the, the Danielson-Hangman match. Um, especially when you knew that match was going to be the opening match of the night on Dynamite. Everybody knew that Hangman was going to win. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, everything of that sort. Um, you know, but um, I, I, I think that could have definitely been fixed 100% for sure. But, yeah, so that's my... Finishing move. Um, Lyle, that is it. Another show in the books. Um, Alex will be back next Friday. My God damn it, I quit. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, first off, again, here's how you can listen to our show every single Friday and other programs as well. You can download our app. It's free. Type in WSRN on the iPhone. If you have any Apple Store, if you have an iPhone, if you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store. Type in Worldwide Sports Radio. Check it out. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. Check us out at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Always check us out. Of course, you can check out all of our stuff on Twitter as well, with the website, uh, OffTheMat.com, everything like that. We're going to get into so much more wrestling next week. We're going to preview the Royal Rumble next week. We're going to talk about uh, AEW some more. We're going to get into all of that. Um, I know we'll, we'll probably um, – I believe uh, the, it's the GCW show next Saturday or the following Saturday. 23rd. Okay, so we're going to preview GCW then. The Royal Rumble will be the week after. So that's my mistake. The Royal Rumble is 28. So next week we'll preview the GCW show. Alex will be back. Stay tuned for us right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network as Weapons Hot is coming right at you right now where all the guys um, are going to be Jimmy Jardine, Spotty Kevin Blackman. And of course, Kevin Jackson and um, CJ DeSimone. Always, always an entertaining show for you to talk about New York Jets stuff. Um, the season has ended, so they're going to get into all of that. So we're going to log off now. Those guys are going to hop on right now for the WWSRN. For Lyle Gillen, for Speedy Petey, for Alex Lowe's, and for myself, Josh Silberg. Ladies and gentlemen, take care. Stay safe with COVID. Be careful. Have a good night. We'll talk to you next Friday. Enjoy SmackDown and enjoy Rampage tonight. Enjoy all your wrestling next week. Kenny Omega, take it away. I must beat you, a Jew. So say with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night.
Thank you for listening to Off The Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.